Welcome to Talking Marvel Plus. I'm Dennis. And I'm Dyer. We're raw dogging it together tonight. Wait a minute. And we are without Daniel, but if you like shows that are about good movies, once again, this is not the the episode for you. Yeah, so we watched the 2020 film, The New Mutants, continuing our X-Men or X-Men extravaganza phase. This is X-Men, X-Men extravaganza. Phase. Yes, so this film was directed by the one and only Bob McGillicuddy. No, it was directed oh, by like Josh Boone. Oh, Fault in Our Stars? Yes, The Fault in Our Stars, Josh Boone. That Josh Boone. Yes, he is known for directing not much. He's got four director credits, which is um, he directed two episodes of the Stand miniseries. He directed The New Mutants, which is this film. His directorial debut debut was Stuck in Love, which I've never heard of. And The Fault uh, in Our Stars, which is based on a novel that was written by the guy that makes all um, somewhat emo. <laughs> the thing that uh, you just said. The John blue. Green. John Green, the, the director. Like, if you're an emo girl from 2012, you really love Josh Green. The thing you said. Blue, John, John uh, Green, I mean. I thought of Tobias Funke. Tobias Funk, because he blew himself. Oh, Bluth. yes. Uh, okay all right well yes thanks for ruining that joke there i get it i blew myself yes i get it i get it yeah josh boone not one of my favorite directors i I have seen i i have seen the fault in our stars uh, it's fine for that kind of film it's i wouldn't have pegged so of directorial debuts or choices i wouldn't have selected him um like obviously Stan Lee didn't have a say in it. He wasn't Correct. an executive producer. Yeah. yeah. So I, this film, like when, like when it was conceived was supposed to be kind of a horror film take. That's, on that's what movies. I had heard. And like and why you would pick the fault in our stars director to direct a horror film is beyond me. Yeah. And I, so, I know there's some apologists out there in the world that um, I've read some reviews and listened to some reviews that, we're blaming the fact this was PG-13. There have been good PG-13 horror films. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think... One that comes to mind? Go ahead. Sixth Sense was PG-13. Was it? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Look it up. I've looked it up. No way. I've looked up several PG-13 horror films. But yeah, look it up. Look it up. Fun fact, you know the girl that throws up in that movie is... um... Uh, a young Misha Barton. Um, a who? Misha Barton. She was big on the OC. Oh, okay. You want to know other PG-13 horror sure. films? I'm looking Insidious. The Ring. 1408. Insidious was only... Oh, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the other one with Ethan yeah. Hawke. Um, what's that one? I know what Shutter, you're talking about. Shutter or something like that? Yeah. The others was PG thirteen. My point is, it can be done. Oh, the other wasn't. The other was actually should it have been done for a new mutant film? Debatable. But yeah, see. this we we had Maisie Williams, the direct like the the actors in this were relatively not known. 
that's not true. That Charlie that's Heaton, kid, the Charlie Heaton guy is the dude from the older brother from um, what's the Netflix show? Oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. It's the older brother from Stranger Things. So yeah, he's well known from that. And then um, Mace William, Maisie Williams was Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. So like she was, she was big time at this point. Yes, this was actually our second game, second in a row movie that starred a Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones actress. And then Anna Taylor Joy, I. The, the, she's been in some stuff. Some like she's been in some things. She's you would best known her from Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she, I, I haven't watched it, Queen's but Gambit, but I'm pretty is. sure she's the lead. Which I hear great things about. It's probably way overhyped. It's probably just an okay TV show. Hey Siri, what's the sixth sense rated? Sixth sense is rated PG thirteen. Huh. All right, I'll be PG thirteen. But yeah, and then oh, I'll be. the, but yeah, it was the so you know what the most interesting casting was in this film, and it was I'll, I will say it's a little bit of a cheat. Have you have you looked? Do you know what the unusual casting was? No. The unusual casting of this film was a voice acting role. Oh yeah, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Marilyn Manson played man. uh, yeah as the smiley man. Yeah, yeah, which was weird. Why? I mean, I mean, maybe Marilyn that was Manson's... like a a hyped up thing before the movie came out, or it was. I don't know. To be so this movie was supposed to be released like in early 2018 to begin with. Yeah, and they pushed it back because of reshoots and then they pushed it back and then finally by the time they wanted to release it we're in the middle of the pandemic i mean this literally came out five months into the pandemic 2020 so yeah, they basically thought we need well disney bought fox and they just like basically wanted to get it out there well yeah so it didn't exist so i had read a little bit about that they pushed it back uh it was supposed to come out in 2018 they pushed it back for reshoots and then it was supposed to come out in 2019 but Disney had just bought Fox at that point. So they were waiting for that merger to take place. And then they said, by the time it decided to come out, it was 2020. And I'm trying to think, I know we were all shut down in March. Did they like start opening stuff back up in, in August or I thought we were shut down for a while. That I do not remember for sure yeah. but i believe this was also part of the hbo releasing stuff direct to i watched it on hbo i remember that um yeah so back to your point about marilyn manson they do stuff like that occasionally because back in the day i used to watch doctor who a lot and in one of their one of their episodes, Peter Capaldi was the twelfth Doctor or the thirteenth Doctor, or whatever. Uh, they had this character called the Fisher King, and the voice of the Fisher King, uh, when it screamed and yelled, was Corey Taylor. And Corey Taylor's also best known as the frontman for Slipknot and Stone Sour, and does his own. Um, you know, he does uh, he does his own. Yeah, it's like uh, a weird uh, stunt casting to maybe get some buzz. But, but if you're gonna do like those people. I mean, Marilyn Manson's a pretty creepy guy. He's also, yeah, he's a pretty creepy guy. So, um, but yeah, so this movie um, came out in, in August. It had a budget of anywhere from 67 to 80 million. Yeah, depending on what you read. And um, it only it only made 49.1 million at the box office. Yeah, it was a flop, a huge flop. Um, they can blame COVID. It probably would have still been a flop regardless. This so only made like seven million its opening weekend. Like it was 
not so great. Here's a little uh, here's a little trivia, right? So in comparisons to the comics, uh, the New Mutants was created by Bob McCloud, and he expressed his disappointment where with the film for some inaccurate depicting of the characters. Is like Roberto uh, is a biracial black character in the comics, stating that the actor portraying him wasn't short and dark skinned. Uh, he also criticized the film for misspelling the name in the credits as Mac Loud instead of, you know, McLeod. Yeah. Um, Chris also... was also directed to Braga, who's a Brazilian woman playing Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who was an African Puerto Rican character. Yeah. So they completely shoehorn in also a lesbian relationship. What? Yeah. yeah. Because in the comic, they have more of a just like a telepathic right well connection have you noticed most movies and tv shows nowadays have to have some sort of not that there's anything wrong with it but like they think it's hip to have some sort of same-sex relationship yeah it was just it was a very unnatural thing to force in there and zero need for it Right, there wasn't like a backstory like these two had seen each other and they knew like, each other. If anything, like, it cheapens like Wolfbane, it's done well right? because well, it cheapens it because it's like they're just trying to. You can care about someone without making out with them. Like yeah, I can care for my friends and want the want to help them without having an intimate relationship and. She got over her dad and her whole village dying on like the whole. I guess it was supposed to be a reservation. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, like, the movie takes place at the very beginning. Uh, Danny Moonstar is the character, and she, like, hears a tornado or something coming. Her dad puts her in a tree and tells her to hide. And, and the, this tornado, quote unquote, wipes out the entire reservation. Um, you know, Wolfsbane, which is the Macy Williams or Mace Williams character, um, or I'm just going to call it Arya because it's easier. Yeah. Uh, she is a, a werewolf, essentially. She's a lycanthrope. But there was no backstory behind it. Like, it was like we didn't know. Like, we got little shades of it here and there. Like, she attacked the priest because he branded her and because he thought she was a witch. And this. Yeah, this film but, felt like it was written by a 15-year-old trying to be edgy. Yeah, but... Like, the know, girl goes into confession and then feels like her confession is she masturbated twice. I mean, according to the, you know, the church, that's a... Sign. I know, but it just... I, I, I know, right. it, I but get, it's I, just I, like, yeah. they're just like, what would a 15-year-old think was edgy? So, yeah, so here here's the thing. With like you do get no backstory for any of them. This was actually originally envisioned as a trilogy. Thank God. Yeah, I, I, I was getting ready to say that. Yeah. So I guess Warlock. Oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of Adam Warlock, which is completely different in the MCU as compared to Warlock. Um, but I get where they were trying to go. Like they all don't have any memory of waking up and, and they actually shot this in an abandoned mental uh, hospital yeah. in, in Massachusetts, but which is kind of cool that, you know, it's like an on-site setting, but we just didn't get enough backstory. I think, I think if we would have had more, like the characters were flushed this out. This film more. did not know what it wanted to be. Right. And then, you know, I think, if they would have, 
you know, because like you like you said, this was kind of on a doom path from the very beginning in 2018, right? Um, you know, but you sorry. get you get 45 minutes into the film, and this is only a 90 minute film, which is usually a time that's reserved for more action piece films, right? Right. This there wasn't I mean, this a whole has, lot of it. This there wasn't has a whole lot of action, scenes, but yeah. And for a horror film, 90 minutes is long enough, but they're trying to make uh, you care about these characters and they don't develop it. So here's, here's a little trivia, right? Uh, it was supposed to be released in August. It was, so it was released on August 28th of 2020. It was set to be released on April 13th before being delayed to February 22nd of 2019 to avoid Deadpool 2. And then August 2nd, 2019. So they moved it to February. Then they moved it to August to avoid Dark Phoenix and then they delayed it till April because Disney bought Fox. And then they moved it off Disney's schedule in March due to the COVID pandemic. And then finally in August uh, of 20, August 28th, they released it. Um, you know, but yeah, like you're right. It, it doesn't have only an hour and a half and it doesn't give enough time for to flush uh, out things. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this had, I'm not saying it's as bad, but it had the same problem as fan four stick. So you're saying not enough time to develop things or flush out characters. It's by the time you like you, you realize about 50 minutes into the film, this is it. it. We're not really going anywhere. Nothing set up. I don't know why I care about any of these characters. Danny's not really likable. No, she's they, not. They don't no. do any character development with her. She she really quickly moves on from the fact her dad died. Like yeah, it's, um, weird. it's weird. And they make the only real connection to the X Men. I know they're quote mutants, which we don't really see their powers much at all. Nor do they have anything to really rally against, except for um, Doctor Reyes, right? But. Uh, that's I mean, not, she's also kind of just like a a puppet doing her job. There's a veiled, there's a veiled thing like, well, maybe if you, if we can get you to handle your powers better, then they think they're going to see Charles the, Xavier. You can join the, the X Men, but then they right. realize it's the Essex Corporation they're being experimented on. Right, and the Essex Corporation, you know, Mister Sinister is the leader of that who we saw a teaser for. But it ended up going nowhere as the post credit scene in X-Men Apocalypse. So um, let's, yeah. I mean, they're basically, they're in the asylum. They're in the we, hospital. We situation. do see Ileana Rasputin's powers at the very yeah, so end. So let's go, let's go character by character and just, there's only four mutants, really. Right. Let's go character by character and see what their powers are. Um, okay. Maisie Williams, a.k.a. Uh, Wolfsbane. So she is a yeah. Scottish mutant who can turn into a wolf and is struggling to reconcile with her religious beliefs. Correct. Then we have Anya Taylor-Joy, who is Ileana Rasputin. Slash magic. She's got a metal arm and can teleport kind of to like yeah, so interdimension. She thing. is a Russian mutant with sorcery powers. She can manifest the soul sword and use teleportion discs teleportation disc to travel she is actually the sister of colossus uh, okay that makes who, sense 
and she has a purple dragon companion called Lockheed. So okay, so I like this. You give the technical, like the actual technicality of what they are. Yeah. This yeah. is what they were portrayed as in the film. Then we right. have Charlie Heaton who portrayed Sam Guthrie, who is essentially Quicksilver, but with mental issues. So he is called Cannonball, and he's an American mutant who can propel himself in the air and is invulnerable while doing so. Okay, and then we've got... So, not really like Quicksilver. He's well, that, just, but that's how he's portrayed in the film. Kind of, super yeah. speed, kind of, yeah. Then we've got Henry Zaga, who is playing Roberto da Costa, and what his power is, is he is literally Johnny Storm. Yeah, he's called Sunspot, and he's a Brazilian mutant who can manipulate solar energy. So, yeah, he's he's Johnny Storm. Yes. And then we have Danny Moonstar, who can manifest people's worst memories and bring them kind of into re- reality. Yeah, so her, her mutant name is Mirage, and she's a Native American mutant who can create illusions based on the fears and desires of other people. So it includes, and we mentioned this earlier, a your description between... you just gave of all these mutants more than we get in the entire film. Flame Boy, we see for about three seconds and it's like, and you don't quite know what happens, which I get is a horror trope where it's like, is that real? Or was that like, was he imagining her in the pool? Right. Yeah. And I it's mean... never really clear. So I'm assuming Danny's powers that she didn't know she had, that she couldn't control them manifested Ileana in the pool to pretend to be to act like the girlfriend but then that's not congruent with what else we see or was Ileana messing with him as a joke I don't know it's not clear it's not clear and explained which in a horror film is fine this is an x-men film and there's clear powers and right like in a better movie it could have been done well this was not done well it was confusing I don't know why I'm supposed to not like, why is Dr. Reyes all of a sudden a huge bitch at the end of the film? Like, yeah, there's, does she not care about them? Cause she seemed no, to care about them. She like, doesn't. There's no motivation. The Essex corporation is essentially making, tells her to make them feel like they're cared for, make them think that you care for them, but they're, but she doesn't. But, but she's just a convenient plot thing then and anything that they set up early in the film doesn't mean anything there's no consequence it's a problematic film there's a reason why nobody likes this yeah i watched it uh like probably not in august when it came out it was probably a couple months later uh kind of right right there around that october you know that october november time frame and i think i ended up falling asleep on the couch at one point on it um because it's just not it wasn't great it didn't grab my attention like by far i think we can agree the best x-men movie that we've watched during this whole this whole month of marvel pretty much or month of x-men was days of future past Uh, yeah i I think you and i it it was certainly the best written and overall the best I had a lot of fun with apocalypse but i think yeah i mean days of future passes days of future past is better yeah. Um, and then I get, like you said, I get where they're trying to go with this, um, you know, but they just missed the mark. So are we to believe that Danny killed her entire 
neighborhood essentially that's what we're led to believe right because she was a young mutant at the time because you know the whole thing in, in x-men when their powers manifest they're scared they don't know how to use them like wolverine kills his kills the dad so, so danny know. is essentially the we're supposed to care about danny but danny's the problem danny's the one that you know did it as his yeah, corporation kind of you know knew what they were doing she was the problem in causing things to get crazy inside their facility right yeah yeah I just that's, you know, uh, that's also part of the problem but you know like you once you find Stan, out what the problem is it's like but i'm supposed to f- care about this person but they didn't do any character development that made me like her she quickly moved on from her father's death which and then she became a lesbian conveniently but we didn't have enough time for her to flush out because of plot because we have to have a reason we have to rush a reason for why danny should care about saving others do we do we think that because this is one of the last movies that um, Stan Lee was executive producer on? Um, I mean, I don't think he's not having any direct influence on in the film. No, his name, the, his name, Mark on it. using his name. He probably like we'll give you three percent of bot opening weekend sales if you let us use your name to promote. Do this. you do you think that like that's the one regret in his life? He's like, I mean, as he's passing, as he dies, he goes. Shouldn't have used my name on New Mutants. Uh. I don't think he cared. And you forgot to say, should have used my name on New Mutants Excelsior. Yeah. So when I was actually, so when I was watching this, when, uh, um, you know, Magic or Rasputin's uh, arm turns the metal, I was like, oh, it's Colossus' sister. Yes. You know, because I knew enough of the backstory to know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it just wasn't great. I mean, yeah, it's not good. But it does this this leads me to the IMDb bullshit, bullshit of the week. Bullshit factor of the week. Of the week, of the week, of the week. Welcome to the bullshit factor. Okay, so there's several. The there's several I want to read. Um, okay. But first... The film's working title is Growing Pains, possibly named after the 1980s sitcom Growing Pains. Hmm. Why? <laughs> and, and there's no way, like, clearly you're making a film about X-Men property called New Mutants. It, the film was going to be called The New Mutants. Right. I don't think this had a, quote, working title. They knew what this was going to be called. Yeah, I don't think so either. And the other bullshit trivia of the week, um, runner-up for the week, the Now Playing podcast, no free promotions, although they didn't pay for us to read their uh, IMDb trivia. And hey, folks, if you want to submit trivia to IMDb and mention our podcast, go for it. But the Now Playing podcast reviewed the new mutants. This film received one recommend and two not recommends. That is complete bullshit. Anybody that actually watched this film would not recommend it. Right. I wouldn't. I don't I, recommend it. No, we are two not recommends. This is a one. If you're a fan of the X-Men, you can completely avoid this. If you like bad horror films, you can completely avoid this because this doesn't have any like like it's so bad. It's good redeeming qualities. This doesn't have Velocopaster vibes. I can't wait for that second one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Side side note. If you've never taken the time to go to Amazon Prime and watch Velocipaster, do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's very <laughs> worth it. 
jo- Johnny Mermaid. Or, or what was the pimp's name in that? Yeah, it was Johnny Mermaid. Yeah, Johnny. Was it Johnny Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, it was Something. Johnny Mermaid. Yeah, Johnny Mermaid, because I swim with the fishes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But, <laughs> but he's so. Pimp. But he's a yeah. pip. And the guy's a pastor, but yet he, he falls in love with a, the prostitute. He has a very romantic relationship with the prostitute, and he turns into a raptor when he gets angry. And the end fight sequence of that film, the final showdown. That was great. <laughs> At the quote, like dojo. You and I live streamed it, right? We we watched it together and live streamed it. We did live stream it. We yeah. yeah, that was a I don't know if that's on this feed or not. No, I don't maybe. It might be. I don't think so though. I don't know. I don't know. Well <laughs> um if it is great. If not, I have no idea what podcast feed it's on, but it's been uploaded, our live commentary track of Alaska Pastor. If you can find it, go for it. <laughs> Um, Reminded me of a Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, that's exactly what the, the vibe we were going for. It was a live commentary <laughs> track, a companion track <coughs> for you that maybe want to watch Philosopher and watch it with us. It's like we're in the room with you, but we can't hear you. Exactly. Yes. So bring us into your ear holes and your heart holes. And please, no other holes. I do not want to enter. <laughs> me either. No. Um, I, 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 do you, we have more to say about this? No, not really. It's just not great. I thought you had, did you have more other trivias or? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's some other interesting bullshit trivia. Um, those were the two that really jumped out at me, but, um, and I don't yeah, know right. if this, I didn't care back to go back and watch, but allegedly in two different scenes, the mutants are watching Buffy the vampire slayer. That sounds right. Yeah, I think I think I remember watching seeing that. Yeah, which I don't know what the connection was. I don't know either. Josh Whedon, who had a hand in no, he did reshoots on the Justice League movie. After Snyder got fired. Okay. Well, I mean yeah, Whedon that, did... that was basically a lot of the trivia was not uh, uh, what I would Josh, consider trivia. I feel like Josh Whedon had something to do. Effect. With the MCU. Hang on just a second. Oh, he did Cabin in the Woods, which is a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we so we uh, wrote and directed Avengers and Age of Ultron. So, so maybe that's how they're tying it into the MCU. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is... A- to connect this to this bear this doesn't have any connective tissue other than the essex corporate corporation reference right i i I thought at first and i thought maybe because it's not in logan it's not the essex corporation we established that right two weeks ago do we remember what that corporation was um no <laughs> I, I don't, which is I bad. forget. We should we should check that out, but I yeah, I'm not sure. Um all right, I'll look it up real quick. But yeah, I, I would say like like I said earlier, a completely an unavoidable film. I feel like if you want to feel like you need to check the box, I mean who's to say I'm not gonna say not watch it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, although it is it is it is like 
wafer thin above level above fantastic four from so the corporation is the alkali trans transient so transgen yeah everything like says like transient yeah Yeah. it's t-r-a-n-s-i-g-e-n transient so but i remember the first part is alkali like like alkali lake yeah 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 anything with logan it's gonna have alkali lake references but yeah this is uh a bad movie yeah it's not great would you would you agree would you slot it Fan Forstick, I think we agree, is bottom of the barrel worst. This has, I mean, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit okay, but yeah, it's not good by any means. But it it has the same problem where not like you're just kind of wondering when does this actually, when does the movie start? Right. Which is honestly why I'm not much of a fan of horror films, unless they're like top shelf good. And there's good character development because I just find myself not caring and hating the characters, but not in a, I can't wait to watch them die away. And like a, why am I having to watch this crap kind of way? Right. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm you've, you've got to have like a top tier horror film for, to get me interested or just a ridiculous premise. A hundred percent. Like one of the horror film I, like like the movie, one that comes to mind is white. The movie White Noise. Oh it's yeah, a ridiculous premise. It's not a good film, but the premise is stupid, and so I'm I'm in, intrigued by the premise. Or like the film, The Descent, where they go in like spelunking, and right. it's a horror film in a cave. Stuff like that is interesting. This is just the it's basically the insane asylum trope, which isn't fun. And it's kind of overplayed. I would agree with you on that 100%. I, you know, I don't think that um, just, yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, the, so do you know what the the smiley face guys in this film? No. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the smiley face guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yes. that is. So yeah. do they, they remind, are you familiar with the like internet hoax meme, whatever you want to call it? Um, Slenderman. Oh, Momo. Yeah, they look like Momo. They look like a combination of Slenderman and Momo or Mimo. I thought it was Momo, but yeah, is it Momo uh, yeah. or Mimo. Eh, whatever. I don't know. I don't care enough about it. They care. they look like Mimo's um, slightly less attractive cousin. <laughs> slightly less attractive cousin. Yeah, because Momo. Whew, she gives me the vapors. Oh Lord, I got the vapors. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, we have a Discord channel, which is listed in the show notes. You can go there and join for absolutely free. Or, if you want to contribute and help you know, help us produce this show and be an awesome person, head on over to patreon.com slash talkingmarvelplus. Soon to be... Talking Moon Knight, because that's right. We are three, not even three weeks. We are like two and a half weeks away. We are 20 days away from Moon Knight on Disney Plus, which we are excited for. And if you go to Discord, you can see a little bit of sneak peek of one of the first drafts of our new podcast artwork. 
So and it's not just a font change, folks. So at this point in the night, right, we've kind of wrapped up what we want to say. Uh, got any shout outs? Do we have anything? Do we have anybody uh, new that may have joined the Discord recently? Or Yes, I would love to mention M4 Movies. That is M-F-O-U-R Movies. Why do I take the time to spell it? Because he's got a YouTube channel and is an overall rad dude. So head on over to M4 Movies on YouTube subscribe to his channel and he actually recently did a live kind of like a inception like a podcast of a podcast he did he did two of us right well one of them is on the channel now but yeah okay he hasn't posted the other one yet but yes uh m4 movies has posted his live commentary track of our last episode the one where we covered dark phoenix so he gave like Uh... Here's, here's a little bit of news for you, right? Uh, we're actually on the YouTubes now as well, aren't we? We are. And I will list that in our show notes as well because... Um, Be sure to like, subscribe, and punch that bell. Punch the bell. You know, but if you got a touch, touch screen, get your knuckle right there and just smack it. Hit it as hard as you can. Yeah. You break like, that screen and we'll, we'll not reimburse you for your glass. <laughs> yes. And just make sure you have another device to watch YouTube on. Yeah, like a like a smart TV or something and, like that. And initially, the YouTube it's really just another way to listen to the podcast with some yeah. artwork in the background. So nobody wants to see our ugly mugs. So we yeah, are not we, on. We there. don't have quite the setup to where we could produce this well as a video show yet. But um, if we get enough patrons, you never know. The sky is the limit. Our first live show will invite all of our patrons, and we can go. Yes. It works for me. But yeah, the, the, head on over to our YouTube. Head on over to M4 Movies YouTube. Thank you very much, M4 Movies. We appreciate the support and giving us a shout out. Um, and yeah, I will say I enjoyed his live stream the other night. Over the weekend, I joined his live stream and it was really, had a it was really good. overall good yeah. time. Overall, jollies and giggles were had. Very good. All right, Dennis, where can people find you on the socials? They can find me at TMP Dennis Dyer. Where can they find you on the socials? They can find me at TMP Dyer. I changed my Twitter handle. <gasps> and you can find our podcast link at Talk, Talk Marvel, Marvel Plus. Plus. Until I'll next week, change, folks. I'll have to change it for Talking Moon. I have to be TM, TMN or TMK. There you go. TMK, not to be confused with FMK. Until next week, folks. It's Barbara time for real.